Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We're happy you could join us again. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. We have another great discussion on tap. With us are Sven Biker, Founder and Managing Director of Silicon Valley Mobility. Hi, Sven. Good morning, everyone. Hello. And also with us is Dick Mudge, Founder and President of Compass Transportation. Hi, Dick. Yeah, good to see everybody. Well, we are going to be talking about a big development from Mercedes in a bit. But first, Sven, this week you were on a virtual panel put together by PAVE, Partners for Automated Vehicle Education. It was titled, Where Not When, Why Domains Matter. That was with uh, Carter Stern, Senior Government Affairs Manager at Cruise. Mo El Shanawi from Cruise was with us earlier this month on the podcast, and we know what they're doing in San Francisco. Waymo is there too. Give us your assessment of the progress we've seen over the last year and where this industry is today. Well, okay. So just over the last year, so we we probably should talk about over the last ten years, I guess, uh, because I would I would want to trace this back to the point when when Waymo. Um, basically acknowledged that they were working on, on their self-driving car program, which actually I think was 2009 already. But let, let's say, because you asked about the last year, I see really as an engineer, as an engineer, I see great incremental progress uh, that they are solving more and more cases. Um, not that I have all the insights, but they are certainly working on the, on the edge cases. They are slightly expanding their, their ODD. Um, Waymo only got into San Francisco, I think, within the last 24 months, so a little bit more than a year ago. So, so that, that is happening, and I'm, I'm sure these systems get more and more robust, and um, they are getting these permits that they can now charge for uh, uh, riders using uh, these services. Some say you, you don't have to get on this long waiting list before you get on there. This waiting list gets shorter. But look, um, it is incremental. And as an engineer, I say important progress. As a user, as a consumer, it's like, well, not enough. It's, it's not that I would take Caltrain here from Palo Alto into San Francisco and one of these self-driving vehicles get me to my business mixer meeting where I was on Wednesday night in the marina. That's probably still years out there. So um, progress, yes, uh, on a technical basis, amazing. For the user, we expected a bit more. And you spoke about the role of politics in creating these operational design domains. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, politics, public sector and, and, and policy. And I, I did make uh, that reference to um, the state of Arizona and, and the, the Phoenix area in particular, that is uh, or has been for the longest time very, very welcoming for this technology that um, they started with an executive order by the governor, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was around 2013, 15 or something like this. And they said, well, come to our state. We want to develop this technology for the greater good. 
together with you, but we also want businesses to thrive in the state of Arizona. And, and there you see already there are a lot of technology and politics um, statements and motivations in there. And look, that, that has to go hand in hand, because what I always like to say, you can discuss traffic and um, transportation and mobility until the cows come home. After all, it mostly happens in public. That's what we typically talk about. And that is regulated. And this is where politics, uh, public sector and um, policy come in. And that has to work hand in hand. And, and that might define an ODD because um, a policy might say only doing fair weather conditions. You might talk to a politician like, well, let me explain to you a little bit more that actually our system also works under other conditions and they might revise the policy, but it's hardly, well, it's very much intertwined. Dick, well, what are your of, thoughts here? Yeah, let's say, let's oh, get Dick. Okay. Yeah, let me be kind of um, quick about it. I think the, um, in terms of when the answer is now, uh, as to where it's not in front of my house, it's not even in front of Alan's house in Princeton. Uh, key question is who, who's doing it? Mm -hmm. uh, look at my um, friends at Robotic Research. Uh, they've been providing automated vehicles for the US military for 20 years. Uh, but we don't have too many autonomous vehicle reporters going to Afghanistan or Iraq to uh, talk about it. Um, I think the who is very important in this because each customer has different needs. In terms of the military, you look at the special forces, um, you know, we talk a lot in the autonomous vehicle world about how, how, what is safe enough. The special forces people, as I understand it, saying, is it good enough? They, it, they don't want it to be perfect. Don't wait for that. They need it now. Um, one other example in the military, the US Army right now has 100 fully autonomous trucks in operation at their bases. And these don't, they have no safety driver on them. Uh, they're operated in, in uh, uh, platoons. Um, so there may be one driver in it that the military doesn't want to have, uh, uh, they want to have no, no, no drivers on, on most of these vehicles. Uh, so that stuff is out there now. It's just not something uh, uh, that everybody sees. Um, there's a lot of other stuff going on in kind of special purpose off-road uh, work. In Australia, they've had uh, autonomous vehicles around the mines for more than 10 years. Uh, I know there are a couple of other projects going on now, lumber in Canada on lumber roads. Uh, they're about to deploy uh, sand trucks around fracking oil in, in Texas. Uh, again, it's not something you see in, in, in front of your house. And the one thing we do talk a lot about is all these big companies, some of whom have gone public, who are doing over-the-road trucking. And they'll have something in 24, maybe 23, uh, according to um, uh, Aurora. Uh, but meanwhile, each of those trucks has to uh, get off the interstate at a distribution center, which means they need to be parked. Again, my friends in robotic research are already doing, are already doing fully autonomous truck parking at major distribution centers. So you have to have that to make the, the system work. Um, so, so there's more, more coming. Uh, again, that, that's not everybody sees that. In the transit world, it's starting as well on a slow basis. Uh, Connecticut will have three fully autonomous buses on their B, uh, bus rapid transit line at Hartford uh, sometime next year. So I, I think there's a lot of this stuff is happening. It's just not where the public sees it 
and it's not where the where the where the reporters see it. Helen. Well, you know, I, th I think we've touched and, and, and Dick and Sven have, have touched on a few things. First, as, as Sven, just to emphasize what Sven said, all of our work here in, in New Jersey or all of my work in New Jersey has been focused on creating, um, um, as I call it, a field of dreams where, where we do have a welcoming environment. Uh, you know, I've, been, I've wanted New Jersey to be like Arizona, if not better. Uh, but really, uh, if, if, it's, if the if the public officials and the public and if the people don't want it, what are we doing? I mean, you know, this, this is for them. And so it, it, you have to have it. And secondly, you know, there, there used to be the whole thing about, you know, look, uh, what Uber did, you know, they come in, they lawyer up, you know, whatever, or, you know, I'll ask for forgiveness or, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, you know, no, I mean, come on, you're not going to come to Jersey and do that. I mean, you guess what? In Jersey, we know how to, how to handle people who do that stuff. You know, they find themselves part of the the runway at New Jersey airport, I, whatever, I shouldn't say that. Of course, that, does, that doesn't happen in Jersey. That was just the Sopranos that did, whatever. Uh, I, but I thought you, it was the football field at the Meadowlands, but continue. Maybe, <laughs> who knows? I don't, we're, we're joking around, but seriously, you, 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 have to, you have to have a welcoming environment. I mean, my goodness, this is, this is, this is an intruder. This is somebody different. This is somebody going to come down my street here. You know, as I like to say, if, if, if I don't want it, I'll send my dog Peggy out there. I'll stop for it. I'll run there with my jack jacket up, put some cinder blocks under it and steal its wheels. I mean, it'll be, you know, it'll be done 12. It's, they're driverless. Part of the time, there's nobody on them. They're repositioning themselves. There's nobody there to watch. What? You know, somebody in some hollowed out mountain in, 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 in Colorado is going to just look at uh, remotely and say, oh, Kornhauser is running out of his house by the time. I mean, you know, I'm <sighs> cut it out. It's, it's, it's not, a, you can't even think about doing it. So that's an absolute necessary condition to even get started, as Sven has, 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 has said. But then there's a whole ODD aspect of it. The, if one is looking to provide mobility a la what we all have here, I, we're fortunate enough to have, which is, you know, flop out of our, our kitchen door anytime we want, hop into it, go almost anywhere we want. If that's our vision of this, to have a competitor to that, as Sven has properly said, oh, it's going to be a while, okay? What the military does or what the mining companies do or what Aurora's going to do with trucks, it's going to be a while before you put it in, in any mode split model and you run the coefficients, it will get, because of its service levels, you know, probability epsilon of, of serving you. You're non-competitive. Now, of course, if you think you're a sideshow and you're a carnival act, maybe, well, you know, I, I go to Six Flags, Great Adventure and Ride or whatever, you know, once. It's not a business. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, business. Yeah. And that, that, that's exactly the point, I guess, that, that also uh, Dick alluded to. What are we trying to solve for? And right. uh, the, the point is that transportation or mobility for that matter, is, is so broad 
And we, we are used as consumers, but, but also as businesses and maybe even the military to have very few vehicle types to get all of this done. Let's say a pickup truck. I, I don't own one, but I do understand why people like them because they can take this pickup truck to, to get the groceries. I want to haul stuff. To get their stuff to whatever. Oh, I want to haul stuff. And they, they can even put a fifth wheel on it and turn it into a, a mini um, semi-truck and trailer thing and go on vacation. And if this is our concept of mobility and transportation and now say... Boom, in a couple of years, we're going to have all of this like self-driving that just doesn't fit. That's the, just like the square peg in a round hole, whatever. It is a new thinking of mobility. And we have to ask, what are we trying to solve for? And what are then the segments in this that we can already automate? And, and Dick gave a lot of great examples that are actually a business yeah. where, where it, it, it helps big time. But to get me from here to the marina in San Francisco, well, I actually enjoyed driving my convertible top down into the city. It was a little bit foggy. <laughs> and my hair. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so that's, yeah. that's just my sense. I mean, mobility is many things. I, I think the trucks are going to be coming in the next few years. And that stuff will change the economy. If you can move goods across yeah. the country in two days... Uh, that has a huge impact. That's, that, that's several years away. Yeah. Uh, but that stuff people will, will, will recognize at the store uh, and maybe on the interstate, they'll start to see them. That may be the first thing people see on a large scale. Yeah. I, I, I think it will eventually, but I, I don't know to what extent we talk about specific companies here on the show. So let me just say there was a certain company right before the end of last year that drove 80 miles with a class A truck without any driver on it in, on, a, on an interstate. But the amount that they had to do in terms of safeguarding that vehicle, and it was publicized all over the news. I think, Ellen, you, you also covered it in your newsletter. You had like so many vehicles around it and, and more or less close the highway. Granted, they, they, they should, because they were cautious that nothing can go wrong and they wanted to show what this technology can. They did not need all these vehicles around it in order to safeguard it because nothing happened. Uh, but also it was, again, fair weather conditions. It, it, it was really the day when you could also shoot a, a rocket into outer space because the weather is good. And, and, and that's very similar here. I mean, you also don't do these launches of a rocket when it's like oh there's actually a, a hurricane moving into florida but transportation you want to have on those days so uh, dick i i do hear you with with trucks i think um the promises still outweigh the the, the facts a little bit at this point within a few years no, i'm a little bit doubtful but i'd like to be convinced that i'm wrong no, i think the problem we're still in a place where the, the hype outweighs reality. But, but, I, but as an optimist, I, I can see the point in the next few years, well, that will not be the case. Mm -hmm. And it may be more on the, on the, on the trucks. Mm -hmm. uh, well, but, I, I, but, I definitely agree, trucks, trucks first. I mean, if, if we do these things, of which we don't do anymore, is it a truck or a robo-taxi? I think we are more advanced than, than this now in that discussion. But if these are like the antipodes of, of the spectrum of automated vehicles in public, again, we have already a lot of um, off-road or out of public applications. But uh, I absolutely agree, trucks, trucks are first uh, for, for a number of reasons. But, but let, let, me, let me say, I guess, 
of course, I, I like to talk about what I'm trying to do in New Jersey. And of course, I like to try to, to talk about what I'm trying to do in New Jersey. But, but what I'm trying to do in New Jersey is really what you both said. One, with respect to goods movement. I, I, of course, think Amazon should come here with driverless vehicles and deliver things to my house between midnight and five in the morning. Okay? Driverlessly. Why? Uh, to, to me, that's the, oh, the operational design domain. The operational design domain is use the local streets, okay, to come deliver to my house between midnight and, and five in the morning in good weather, okay, and go to town on it. Why? Our roads in Jersey, I don't know how they are in Maryland or how they are in, in California. They're not used. There aren't kids playing ball. The, 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 the characteristic of the operational design domain is one in which, oh, my goodness, go to town, have it. And in fact, you won't have those half of the you you might only be able to deliver half the packages from 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 the, the Robbinsville distribution center that you could, you know, where you would need a driver. Why? Because the box that I have out front or who knows what isn't one to do, what to do that, 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 or it's too big, too small, who knows what, but maybe 50% of the stuff that you deliver out of Robbinsville could become at my house driverlessly. Okay. Between midnight and five, I think you can do that. And in New Jersey, if you do that, we will welcome you. I think. I think the people. I think the people are in line to say, "Oh my goodness, why not use our infrastructure? It's unused, then, essentially." Okay. The second thing is with the movement of people, and the focus is let's give it to people who don't have all the great already things that we have. So it is. It is. It is a lifesaver as opposed to an afterthought. Okay really does something for them. And there are pockets of those people that unfortunately exist here in New Jersey, okay? And it would, it would change your life. So the why piece is very important. Plus, just do it 350 days a year. We don't want you in New Jersey to do a 365.25. We don't want you to solve the hurricane problem, the, 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 the fog problem, the snow problem. Guy on our team, Andrew, Andrew Tenard, he's responsible for plowing the roads in Jersey, okay? Let Andrew do his job, plow the damn roads, then we'll get out there. What is this business that somehow this autonomous stuff is said, oh, we can solve everything. Holy hell, you're you're miss you're you're missing the really important piece that you could do to really change people's lives most of the time. And then as we grow, hey, then maybe you'll get to 360, 364, 365.25. Get out of here. Never ridiculous. Anyway, I don't know. Sven, what do you have to say about that? Well, uh, and, and I think Dick also wants to comment on this, but since you asked me directly, look, I've, I've made the point um, a few times now that when the pandemic unfolded and, and basically everybody was sitting at home, nobody on the roads, nobody wanted to uh, just even look at anybody else and, and home delivery became the new norm. This would have been prime time for driverless delivery vehicles. 
it didn't really make it much of a dent in the road in their deployment. Um, I, I do see some of these uh, delivery vehicles testing their, their technology around here in Palo Alto, Mountain View. And sure, they are, they're making progress, but, but they're still a lot using their Toyota Pre-I, I think is the plural of Prius. And there's still safety drivers in there, which again, as an engineer, I say that's, that's good because they are cautious. They are really uh, being mindful of what they are doing. But if the pandemic was not the time to really deploy this technology, then I don't know what is the time to deploy it. And the fact that it was not deployed tells me, Alan, it's nothing about uh, New Jersey, that they don't want to come to New Jersey. The technology is not there yet. It will be eventually, but not now. I don't know, Dick, what do you think? Let me add, I think we brought some of these problems on ourselves. You look at SAE and with a level five makes it, uh, people talk about you can have a vehicle that will go anywhere, anytime. And then that's the goal. And I don't need that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I don't even need level four. I need a vehicle that will take me down to the uh, local grocery store, maybe take me to a meeting in in, uh, Northern Virginia, and that's it. Uh, So I'm with the special forces guys. I don't want something perfect. I want something that's good enough Mm -hmm. for what I need. Uh, And we're at the, and I think it's hard to break through that. Yeah, let's see. But I mean, two comments on this. For one, if it's like really driverless uh, delivery vehicles, that's, that's got to be level four, I guess. We can agree on that. Yeah. And, and really to Alan's point, which I really appreciate, to really provide mobility to, to people who are less fortunate than us and who cannot afford maybe their, their own automobile. But, but if all these estimates and promises are true that we get from give or take a dollar fifty a mile to below 60, 50 cents a mile, that one can provide mobility to those who are, who are less fortunate than us, then that does not sound like a level three um, Mercedes or something like this. It's now just launching. So um, it, it's really, again, what are we solving for and, and who um, should really benefit first from uh, these highly automated vehicles? I, I think the cost uh, that you mentioned, Sven, is very important. Mm-hmm. If you can get the cost of the vehicle down to, I don't know, 50 cents a mile. Some people even talk less than that. That's close to being free. If you think about the concept of having free transportation, that changes access to jobs, that changes where you live, it changes the entire economy. Uh, And that's where when I think about the trucks, you can Mm -hmm. really move freight across the country in two days. Mm -hmm. Uh, That changes everything and and it will stimulate growth uh, like, like we haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And I would speculate the reason why Uber and Lyft, like around 2015, 16, launched their um, automated driving programs, Uber ATG or, or Lyft Level 5, probably is exactly this, Dick, that, that they said, well, an Uber ride costs so much and actually Uber and Lyft uh, were not really making money off of it. But look, if we don't need to give 50% to, to pay the driver, then actually our whole ride sharing, ride hailing thing can, can work. But guess what? They, they divested uh, this technology. 
Then that also is for me another data point that it, it will happen. Absolutely, it will happen, but it'll take longer than expected. And it will look different from, from what we might expect. That it's not like I get my Uber from, from here to the airport. That is much more like, I don't know, maybe it's a feeder system into a much better public transportation system or uh, what, whatever. Um, I, I think the important piece in this is that it's definitely going to change mobility big time, but it's not a one-on-one -on -one replacement of what mobility has become since the day of horse and carriage or whatever. It's Sven, I guess that, that's that's by, been my whole focus with the Trenton moves. The Trenton moves is is and it's not just Trenton. There are a hundred different places yeah. in the U.S. that have the same characteristics. It's places where there's low automobile ownership per household, not because there's a subway there that they need it, don't need it. Hey, Manhattan, you got a subway, you don't need this. Uh, yeah. But but you know, in places like Trenton, which don't have a subway, which the bus system is, they do as best they can but holy you got to pay for a driver you got to pay union wages yeah. you should pay union wages the driver should be able to feed their families they shouldn't be have the crap beat out of them it should be a, a nice job and so on and so mm -hmm, forth mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the only way to get there is that basically unfortunately take a driver get them the driver to do something else and put a computer there and you put the computer there, then, of course, our argument has been you put the computer there, then that cost, that labor cost, that piece, of, there's still labor costs, but that piece of the labor cost that you have to have sitting there waiting the vehicle uh, is gone. So therefore, you can park a vehicle in Trenton, a short walk from any place anybody yeah. lives, and just have it sit there like, as I say, a little puppy dog waiting to be used. Okay, it doesn't need somebody there that you have to pay union wages, that you should be paying union wages. Now, all of a sudden, I think it becomes affordable, especially because now you have the opportunity for scale. And we yeah. know Moore's Law, scale, boom, costs go to zero, performance goes to infinity, blah, blah, boom, we're all great, you know, and so on. And, and, and you get there. You get there starting there. The, the key to the Trenton thing is you do kiosk to kiosk. So that so that the operational design domain spatially is known, is known to the customer, is easily known, is easily accessed. You can't just do ride hailing, okay? Because you ride hail, people are hailing, and I, I want to go to Newark. No, this doesn't go to Newark. It just goes here, okay? Not only you, you go to an elevator bank in a building. You know you can only go up so many floors in that building. You don't expect to. Go the building next door up 30 more flights i mean come on i mean it's it's obvious you start there and you yeah. provide mobility but Ellen, what, what, why is it you know, what, 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 what you described not 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 the elevator but like the puppy dog automated yeah. vehicle yeah. that's yeah. sitting there in trenton and waiting yeah. to to get a rider why is that not happening is it because i can't get them to come not, here not getting that trenton is the best place in the world to do it or is it I, I can't get them to pay attention to me. I, they, they, <laughs> they, they don't know. They, they all say, no, I want to go to Abu Dhabi, where the rich guys are, yeah. who don't give a damn, who's going to yeah. take this as a joke, who's going to be able to take a selfie and say, hey, look, mom, come on. They're not serious. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just embarrassing the industry. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Where does Aurora go with Toyota to Texas? Come on. Yeah. 
Everybody I, got I, a I love you. I, I think you're great. I think you're wonderful and so on. But my goodness, everybody there has a car already, a truck. They're going to look at you. They're, they're going to put such a hurdle before they respect you. You almost have no chance. Now, maybe mm-hmm. here, back here in New Jersey, we're so dumb, poor, and whatever, and whatever, that, you know, we're going to appreciate you. Why? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you use the technology for a real want, a real need, to let somebody be able to go to the, to the Amazon facility and get a job at night at 15 bucks and get there without having to spend who knows what unreliably never being able to punch in on time so you get fired where these things are just there waiting and guess what at night when the demand is low again they're like puppy dogs there <laughs> I, I mean like but i can't get anybody to pay attention to me they all think i'm crazy and whatever and they tell the well, we're not coming to jersey boy yeah i mean you know we know you guys you know i mean it's the ultimate insult yeah, you know, yeah. Waymo. I'll say them. Damn it, they're they've insulted me. Waymo is out there testing in Manhattan. The last place this is ever going to happen. Yeah, my forecast. Okay, where do they park their vehicles overnight? In Jersey. Mm-hmm. Park them in Jersey. They take them <laughs> through the tunnel and go do their stuff in Manhattan, and they bring them. Back. I mean, we're a parking lot for Waymo. Uh, that's insulting. Waymo, come on! You know we're your market. You deserve to not have any revenue, which you don't have so far. Sorry. Come on! You ordered how many? You ordered sixty thousand um um chrysler pacificus you ordered twenty thousand, i believe are the numbers dick you you remember yeah, i think like like the ipad jaguar yeah, yeah. of course you know they probably had some clauses in there that they could walk away you were gonna have eighty thousand of these guys running around when how many years ago I mean, I even plotted the thing and I said it was, you know, geez, it was an exponential of an exponential. (sighs) Boom, that sucker's not gone anywhere. Why? Because where did you go? I applaud you for going to Arizona because yes, it, it, it was welcoming and it was easy, but that's a test. That's not a why, okay? You should have taken that and looked around and said, hey, where am I going to be appreciated for what I'm delivering? Not a circus ride, not a sideshow, not a selfie, not a, a, um, um, so a Sunday you're, supplement. And Alan, you're basically saying the technology is ready and Trenton is ready, correct? Yeah. So the, so the, the public, the, the consumer demand is there, which means there's, Let's let's call it no, a business. No, 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 no. Let me hold. Let me. What well, I'm hold. going after, it might come back to politics. No, it's not. So, is it something no. that they need to incentivize these companies to come there? No, we're not. Hey, the way we incentivize them to come here is we're going to let you into New Jersey in New in Trenton, okay, mm-hmm. and then let you have it for the whole 9 million people, 30 million trips, person trips a day, you have access to to build a scalable business. Mm-hmm. There are 30 million person trips a day in New Jersey. 
they're available for you as a market to go get them. You talk to Adam Jonas, he'll tell you that those people, most of them are willing to pay for mobility that is valuable to them. We're giving you an opportunity to do that. That's not an opportunity to a business. Yeah, What's going think. on in Silicon Valley? What do they, what, what, what do you guys think out there? <laughs> well, well said, Alan. <laughs> well, we'll, I'm we'll not affiliated with we, any we of these companies. Quick break here. They would, uh, they would probably tell you, well, we want to make sure that this technology is ready, and uh, we, we safe, it, safety is our first and foremost priority. So give us a little bit more time, but we are coming. No, we'll, we'll get well, out what, of here. What do you no, to no, no, come on, come on. We're, hey. In New Jersey, what we're saying, you come to do Trenton, we're going to give you two years. We'll pay for the attendance. Mm -hmm. Not to get your technology to work because holy hell, you how many billions have you already spent on that? That should work. We're going to the two years of the attendance to make sure that the people, your customers, are comfortable with what you have to mm -hmm. offer. Mm -hmm. You need you need you need the person in there to 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 help the customer so that so that they're willing to get into the elevator and there's no elevator operator. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the reason. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when you're doing that, if we need to fix up a couple of intersections and we need to put a little bit of air paint and you need a little bit more time to get all your coefficients, right. So you can put them through dojo and get them do, 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 right in this operational design domain. Okay. Just in this operate and just 350 days. Okay. No hurricanes, no, no smog, no, do, 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 do. you know, you, you can't do that. There are at least seven entities in this, I know, in the U.S. that can do it. Mm -hmm. We need one of them to come to Trent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. As, if I have anything to say for it, you, you make it work in Trent. You, we're going to replicate you in Newark. We're going to replicate yeah. you in Camden. We're going to replicate you in, 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 in Jersey City and everywhere. You can have 30 million just in this state person trips a day mm -hmm, mm -hmm, can you mm -hmm. make a buck off a person trip you probably can yep. okay yep. you know you get 10 percent market share that's three million three million a day profit i don't know i mean it's, it's i wouldn't, wouldn't call business. it profit i wouldn't jump to profit let's call it <laughs> revenue for now <laughs> no no you can make you hey a buck profit What's it going to cost you on a trip? Every trip uh, like this, three miles, four miles. And so how much does Starbucks make on a coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but th this is, I guess, where we all have looked at the, the equation of, of economics. And uh, look, I mean, for, for now, no, no. these vehicles are supervised by at least remote personnel and the better should be. Sure. And that, that, that also costs money. It's, yeah, to my knowledge, it's still a one-on-one -on -one operation. Oh, but uh, come on, we uh, these things better be better than the one. They better on one be, off. but they are not. It, well, come on. Well, then they better. They look those coefficients. Look, hey, we'll talk about Mercedes in a minute. I bet they have it. I bet. I bet Tesla has it. I bet Mobileye has it. They, they okay. got the level three. Okay. 
I mean, te- Tesla not yet, but Mercedes seems to be. And this we're waiting are you, are you German flag, me? inventor of are the automobile, kidding? first level three and in, in public. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, even the combinatorials between 50 kiosks in, in Trenton, mm-hmm. in that eight square miles, you're telling me that, that, that Dojo can't learn those coefficients in two years to get that sucker to work? I don't believe. It. I guess as an Elon engineer, can do it. Alan, I as an engineer, I want to tell you um, that might not happen within two years to figure that out. Because what well, what then, I see, I mean, even like these um, application or installations in the fair weather, great environment, if if that's um, Chandler or whatever, that that still does not fit the profile. I think, Alan, what you're describing. Which well, means, Trent, as, as engineers, easier. as engineers, we have not succeeded. Trenton is easier than Chandler. Oh my goodness, the the, the streets that you need to interconnect the, the the fifty kiosks is trivial, and they're low volume. We don't go on Route One. We don't go in places where there's a mess. You don't have to if you're dealing just with people moving around. Well, in but, but hold on, Chandler. I, I have not been to Trenton in in fifteen years, but probably has not changed. <laughs> But but Chandler is 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 a very very predictable lay of the land like checkerboard and um and 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 broad streets and and predictable sidewalks I mean quote unquote predictable so that that's why that is also the perfect environment why why this ODD is is yeah, is easier than uh, whatever three hundred year old city as as Trenton I guess the, the only problem would be as Alan would say is that uh, there's not a real need for it there. As there is in Trenton, and That's... I don't disagree. So you mean in Chandler, right? Chandler, yeah. So, yeah. so, so the need, yeah, yeah. Alan, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're spot on. Always when you bring this up, like Trenton would be it because there's a real need. There's a great answer for why do we want to do this, but engineering is not ready. The technology needs more time, and it's in that sense it is good that. These companies now have, I think, the right thinking in terms of, of risk management. Not, not everybody had this um, from the get-go. There were a lot of renegades that just said, better ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. That was not the right approach. But now we see what it is, that it is taking longer and, and, and that um, we, we are running sour off like, oh my God, yeah, they got another permit, but which permit is, is that now? And isn't not just the same permit they got already and maybe just got renewed. It's like, what is really new? So incremental, incremental, I say. We'll but be what, back. What, what about Mercedes, then, Alan? I, I okay, we're we're going to get we're, down. We're gonna gonna get we read your newsletter and you were always bashing, like I got my Mercedes E-Class in 2016 or whatever. We, no, we, yes, come on. Hey, oh, man, it's so, it doesn't yeah, I mean, work. I, 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 come on. You, you it's were, not you a Maybach, but at least I... You were bashing Mercedes <laughs> that the automatic emergency braking did not work. So now yeah. you're going to get like, what is it? Like, we got to get a drive cent. pilot in an EQS, Alan. We, we get 12 cents from our sponsor. So we got to collect, the, you know, the 12 lousy cents. <laughs> Go, Fred. <laughs> we'll be back. But this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart uh, ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. 
on the website, look for a white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You probably know that ETFs can be a, a smart way to spread risk with investments. Maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We are back with more of Smart Driving Cars. What fun. And our guest, Sven Biker from Silicon Valley Mobility and Dick Mudge from Compass Transportation. Here we go with Mercedes. Alan Roden Track has an article out with the headline, Mercedes Drive Pilot Beats Tesla Autopilot by taking legal responsibility. It says Mercedes will accept full legal responsibility for the vehicle whenever drive pilot is active. The automaker hopes to offer the system in the U.S. by the end of 2022. This sounds like a pretty big deal. Well, I, I've gone in there and I've, I've said, you know, I, I will put it out later today that this is, this is, this is game changing. Uh, as I look at it, and I, I, I'd like to hear from Dick and Sven. I just, I just saw it this morning, and and uh, I guess I'm behind or something. I, you know, I knew that the Germans were out there, you know, providing regulations to support so-called level three, and you know, maybe there's some regulations that exist in Japan for it. But the key to me of this announcement is that that it's explicitly stated. That if, that if anything happens when this system is on, Mercedes is responsible. They're taking responsibility. They're almost saying to, to that, you know, get the hell out. Driver, you're, you're on it. You turn this on. Please don't do anything. Don't touch anything. It's like it's like there used to be. I saw this sign when I went and got my car fixed at a at a at a at a, at a, at a car mechanic. You know, 30, 40 years ago, it said, you know, you know, if uh, the the job per hour is seventy five bucks, if you watch, it's one hundred and fifty. <laughs> if you help, it's five hundred, or you know, something like that. You well, know, let me let me let me read a yeah. bit more, Alan. Yeah, there there. It says handing over driving responsibility completely requires extremely particular circumstances. So right now, drive pilot can only engage at speeds under 40 miles per hour on limited access, divided highways with no stoplights, roundabouts, or other traffic control systems, no construction zones. Eligible roads must be mapped by Mercedes for drive pilot <laughs> use, similar to... Similar to GM Super Cruise, yeah, the, the automaker has already I, I, mapped every such highway in Germany and most of those in Nevada and California. The system will operate only during daytime and reasonably clear weather without overhead obstructions. Inclement weather, construction zones, tunnels, and emergency vehicles will all trigger a handover warning. And no, you cannot close your eyes or go to sleep while this is operating. Well, I guess you know, nothing, nothing it, does, it doesn't, there, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter to me what the operational design domain that they've they, that they've specified. They have specified an operational design domain that is on public roads in public situations. It's not, you know, we've had stick my car in your garage. You know, I what a, what what uh, Tesla called uh, I call it stupid summon or something they call it i call it stupid summon you know to get your car out of the garage it's been there 
on your property. It's like, you know, being a mining company on my property. This is in, and to me, the key is the decision by Mercedes to say, if anything happens, it's on me. I've been saying how long with respect to the problem with full self-driving and so on with Tesla. Elon hasn't gone and said, anything happens, it's on me. Okay. Is that now, really what they, what they put in writing? Because they, I, I tried I, to find this. I did not find that exact stipulation. Well, it, it just said in the article, I've forgotten what it said. It says that if anything happens, you don't have to worry about it's Mercedes's problem. Now, I in don't know. We, we, have reached out, we have reached out to Mercedes. We're waiting to hear back from Department them. Of yeah, Mercedes no, no. And, and as I say in my, my thing, you know, there may be a ton of fine print and they may be yeah, they, there may expect. be smoke and mirrors. Uh, I've never heard of anybody yet saying if anything happens it's on exactly me. okay to yeah. me that big is change. that is a i dick i think you know it is a big yeah. change because to yeah. me this has been the requirement when is it when is it that the manufacturer says it is good enough to remove the driver it's on i mean you know the fact the fact that that waymo removed the driver in Chandler and has those things operating without police escort and everything else around it. To me, I, 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 I praise them for that. That is a, a monumental thing. I praise GM Cruz for doing it when, okay, mm -hmm. it's at night. Okay, fine. I don't care when, at least you've done it. Okay. And you've not done it the way you characterize that one run of the truck. Holy hell. They, I think they closed the highway. They had police escort. They probably, instead of having labor costs of a dollar, they had labor costs of a hundred dollars. Holy hell. This stuff is supposed to reduce labor costs. It's not, not, not do a 10 X or a hundred X on it, you know? And, and so the fact that Mercedes has done this, even for a very constrained operational design of, you know, this thing has intelligence. It knows where, it yeah. knows the weather, it, it knows is all a huge stuff. Step. It, 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 it can expand step. that, it can go bigger, it, but you had to get the damn thing started, which in, in some sense is the same thing I say about Trenton Moves. We got to get the damn thing started where it actually does what the hell we're saying it's going to do. And then it proves itself here all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. And, and, and Mercedes is collecting data and says, holy hell, this damn thing works. And people sitting around the table say, holy hell, damn thing works. Holy hell, let's expand it. Holy hell, holy hell. And, and what's Ford going to do? What's everybody going to Those guys must be saying, holy hell, man, what, what, what's, we're behind here. I mean, to me, mm -hmm. this to me, this is really monumental. It is. I even characterize I it as as back. I, I have to look it up. Mercedes, at least in the U.S., was the first to offer an airbag in a car. They, uh, GM had tested it forever. Okay, but they're the first one to offer it where somebody could go in buy put an airbag in the steering wheel. Holy hell, when I saw that, I had to have one, okay? I happened to have been in St. In, in Louis, and, and, and a dealer had one. I took a yellow cab to the dealer. I mean, I'm the only guy to ever go to a Mercedes dealer in a yellow cab, and I bought the sucker and had him ship it to Jersey, okay? 
All right. And what happened then? You know, Chrysler's coming out of bankruptcy and, and Iacocca says, holy hell, let's use let's use airbags to show how great we are. And all of a sudden there are airbags all over all over um, uh, Chrysler's. And next thing you know, there are airbags everywhere. Uh, OK, I look, mean, I, I, I mean, I, I look at this. That's what I see. In this. Yeah, I and, and I I. I def definitely agree. I mean, the Mercedes drive pilot is um, a very, very important milestone. I, I think I still need to read the publication, maybe even the owner's manual in, in German and, and see what it, what it really Please, says. Hey, Stan, do that. Do, do I that. Will, we'll, I will, we'll bring we'll, you back on. I'd be very surprised if there's something in there we take full legal responsibility under all these situations. They probably say, you can do this, you can do that. But uh, but anyway, I'm speculating here. It is right. a very important milestone, and uh, we will definitely watch this very very carefully in order to learn from it and make other things even better. And I absolutely agree with you that other car companies are looking at this like, wow, they do this now. What do we do? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I I think I think I think Drive Pilot or any of these systems are smart enough to know where they are, know where the weather is. I mean, holy hell, you just, you know, do a length of whatever, it, do, yeah. put the intelligence in there, it knows all that stuff, and it can turn it off. Mm -hmm. And they probably have a, 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 a safety feature to be able to pull the car over. If you don't turn it on, we're, we're just going to, we're, we're just going to pull over and stop. Okay. And then you have to get a note from your mother to turn it back on because you didn't behave and you didn't mm -hmm. boom, you don't get it. I mean, you know, th they can put that in there. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and they should, they yes. should. Otherwise, yeah. they have the they have the Elon problem with Tesla's. I mean, you know, some you know goofball doing what so that they can get fifteen seconds of fame. What to do the exactly. you know, crapola? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but boy, accepting that responsibility. Look at how it changes their business model. They'd sell me a yeah. car. And then as soon as they sell it to me, get the hell out of here. Okay. So yeah, we, bring we, it in for yeah. we're we're not gonna be responsible for that car, for that product as you use it. I mean, it's holy. I mean, it's monumental. We, 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 we shall see. It does remind me of Audi's A8. Audi A8 launched in 2017 with a level three system in theory. And Audi had something back then in their internal communication, not by some other car uh, magazines, where Audi said you can watch TV while using this system. Problem was that that system never really got enabled to the extent uh, it was promised because also a company very cautious of launching a technology like this. So now it seems to be Mercedes in a similar position, but actually really launching it. So to my understanding, uh, drive pilot is um, um, enabled on the highways in Germany and coming to the US uh, later this year. So will be very exciting. We've in, we've invited them to join us and have a chat about it. And we're looking Great. forward to hearing back from them. Hopefully I'll tune soon. in. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Some, some other headlines to turn to quickly. Uh, Bloomberg has a report in its technology hyperdrive section that says Ford creates unit to develop autonomous vehicles and new technology. They're talking about Ford Next, the company's uh, stake in Argo AI and the Ford Autonomous Vehicles Venture are under that umbrella. Ford Next will post financial results in, in Ford's earnings reports next year, they're saying, too. You've got this in the newsletter, Alan. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay. I mean, and when they see what's above them in the newsletter, they're going to say, what do we have work to do? And boy, we better get our, ourselves organized because guess what? Whew. Uh, <laughs> the barrier to entry now has just been raised and, and damn it, I, we're going to be left behind. Yeah, go for it, Ford. You better. Yeah. You mentioned this one already, Alan. Toyota and Aurora are launching an autonomous ride-hailing test in Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, those are tests. They do have safety drivers on, on board, course. which they're labeling it as a test, so that they should. Yeah, but they should bring it to Jersey. Come on. Come on. Come to New Jersey. Look, we're a better market than Texas, really. Cut it out. And look, if you're worried about the weather, as I said, 350. I don't know. If you only want to do 330, we'll take 330, Okay. 3.30, you know, there are only 365 days a year. Look, you're at 80% of the days. From Electric, Tesla spends the most R&D and least in advertising per car sold. I guess it's not a surprise if you pay attention. I've never seen a Tesla ad. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they don't they, do that at all. They don't do that. I mean, Elon, Elon is so good. He just, he's like Trump, man. You know, they just wanted, as I say, the New York Times has, has the, as the lead of, of Trump and Elon already, and they want to use it as much as they can anywhere on their front page, and they just reuse it every day, and it just shows up. I mean, brilliant. I, why should they spend the advertising? I hate advertising anyway. But a key part of that story, too, is the, that they're spending the most on R&D. Absolutely. You know, hey, you know, yeah, because among those companies that were compared in this in this um, study, they they are still the the smallest manufacturer. Even kudos to them; they are now close to one million vehicles a year. But if you spread all R and D among fewer vehicles, granted, they only have like if you call it four models, or actually it's more like two models. That is also different. But hey, I mean, it's a technology uh, technology wise very very advanced product. They better spend a lot of R&D on it. Yeah, and Dick owns one, you know, so we got to you know, right. make sure Dick's car, and, and it's over-the-air updated, man. Dick wants to have his car improve, 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 improve. Right, Dick? That's great, and I, I have, I, uh, I've not run into anything yet either. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Next story, Uber will be including yellow cabs in New York City in its app. Uh, apparently, it ends a rivalry and uh, seen in the city, at least. Pretty big story. I have no idea. Okay. I, all I know is, uh, you know, earlier this week I was in Manhattan. I rode in the cab and it says, it said in the back of the cab, we don't do surge pricing. <laughs> okay. But look, it's, it's an interesting thing okay. how these business models are, are evolving. And that's certainly from shared mobility as well. We, we did have in a way the, the opposite that uh, taxi apps actually got ride hailing in them. So my taxi, which is now share now or something like this, I think in Europe was in a way the, the reverse. And now if Uber is also integrating taxis, I do think I'm not exactly sure that uh, Didi in, in China has, has always brought together taxis and carrying ride hailing and all of that. Look, it's, it's about creating a, a platform that is as big as possible. So however you want to get there, you have one app and it's all in there. So, so that's happening. It's all business model innovation or disruption, I guess. 
But we need Dick to jump in on this thing just a hair because we need an economist on this one. There is an aspect of New York City taxis that is that that has it as a utility. That that the thought is that having it as a utility in which there is public oversight in terms of the volume and the pricing is an important part of its integration into society, okay? I don't know what having Uber comes in does to that. You know, medallions Mm -hmm. were worth something. Why? Because there was a limit in the number of cabs in New York. Why? Because if you didn't limit the number of cabs in New York, every Tom, Dick, and Harry might come out there when they got nothing better to do and put a cab out there and it would be like chaos and all of a sudden it's a rush to the bottom, okay? And, you know, the fact that, that, that the pricing of Uber and Lyft is, is done by Uber and Lyft with no regulation except for some minimal taxes that they have to pay, then goes in with this issue. And I don't know where any of this goes. I, I you know, I'm just throwing it up there because, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, this, this article doesn't talk about it, but I'm telling you, I'm going to get Matt Doss on here. Matt used to run the New York City Limous- Bus- the Taxi and Limousine Commission. Maybe Fred will get him on next week uh, Next week, and have Matt come in and tell us what the hell's going on yeah. with this. Because, because I, what we, Sven, we're missing it, and Dick, we're missing a couple of details on this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the fine print is obviously very important. I'm assuming they're doing this because of lack of labor. Uh, so for them, if, even if it's even if Uber makes no money on it or less money on it, they can't find enough Uber drivers, mm-hmm. taxi drivers, uh, same situation. So it, it's uh, could be it, to me, it's a short-term thing because of lack of labor. The yeah. lack of labor is due to the fact that the whole business model of Uber and Lyft had it so that the cost of labor goes to zero and you pay drivers nothing. And that's how that scales. And damn it, you know, how many people are willing to work for nothing? And it's great to have a gig worker who's, you know, needs the, his between jobs and you can get them out there, but there are only a, an infinitesimal number of those people and you can't scale greater than 1% of the trips or something like that. If, you're, if your business model is, requiring, is relying on that kind of labor, and, and, and if you then start paying people, then of course, then you only serve the 1% of the one percenters. And so that, you know, how many of them are there and they'd prefer to take their VTOL, SPTOL, WETOL or GETOL, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's a labor shortage problem nationwide. So I, I think this is starting to change the Uber and Lyft business model. And I don't know whether that'll be how long that'll be around. Right now, uh, you can't find workers for, uh, you know, for restaurants or whatever else. We, we, we couldn't party. do that at, at the turn of the 19th century uh, into the 20th century either. And guess what? We in, in, increase immigration. 
Are we going to increase immigration? Are we going to keep our borders closed? And we're just going to have rich white one percent of one percenters needing to make you know twenty figures, twenty digits a year, or whatever the hell they make out there in Silicon uh, Valley. What do you? <laughs> all, all, all I can say is vote for me for president, and I'll fix everything. Uh, Dick, <laughs> oh, Dick, I'm <laughs> surprised you want to no, be. Pro- holy, can you imagine how tough that job is? No, thank yeah. you. Okay, Dick, twenty twenty four. <laughs> uh, one, last, one last story, Alan. Uh, Jalopnik. Uh, he just announced it, Alan. And <laughs> he right just, announced. just announced it. That's right. Jalopnik has a report, Alan, headlined uh, Remote Pod Operator Would Solve One of the Biggest Problems with Autonomous Last Mile Deliveries. You had a couple of things to say about this in the, in the newsletter. Horse poop. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I don't believe the remote operator stuff. You, you got to have remote oversight and so on. The 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 delay that's associated with it, the whatever. You, somebody is going to drive down the New Jersey Turnpike while they're sitting in a mountain in in, in a hollowed out mountain in Colorado. I don't believe it. This isn't a drone that you send in over Moscow to hit whatever one or a few. Do you know how many vehicles are out there? If you're really scaling and have a business out there, you know this is this is I don't know I don't know I mean, no wonder SoftBank's getting out of this stuff. They've they've had enough of the of the Sunday supplement. They finally realized get out of here. We do want to remind people about the next Smart Driving Car Summit, Alan, coming up in June, early June. Yeah, I mean, I hope somebody shows up, but maybe it just will be the four of us. I don't know. I mean, they're they're no. They're, they're, yes, we're doing it. We're gonna we're gonna have a great session in, in at Princeton on on Friday, and and the the technology summit on on Saturday in in uh, Donley Homes, a uh, part of the Trenton. Uh, Public Housing Authority uh, uh, venue in which you know we're going to take the technology to the people that can actually benefit from it, and and the people you know New Jersey we New Jersey knows nothing about this technology. We've had four vehicles in the state ever. Two of them were mine. One was Nvidia's, and the other one was was an Ollie that I brought to the third summit. That's all we've ever. California, Silicon Valley, you've had them all over the damn place. We've had uh, except for the ones that. Waymo Parks here. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> them up. Anyway, that's 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 all we have. So we're trying to get people to who really want to think that there is the the beginning of a of a real market uh, for this uh, in in Jersey to come and and show, and most importantly for them to come and meet the customers that they're going to serve. So maybe they have a chance to alter what they're doing a little bit to better serve them. Because I don't think they've ever talked to the people. They've never talked to somebody from Jersey. We haven't seen them. They haven't seen us. They really think they can come from Silicon Valley. Yeah. Then you can come from Silicon Valley and yeah, look, and, I, and, I, and, and do stuff for us in Jersey. I well, look, I'm 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 looking forward to your to your summit, uh, especially now that you will have a presidential candidate uh, there as well, I guess, and maybe you bring in some other great people from New Jersey, Alan. 
Uh, well, we'll have all the great people from New Jersey. I mean, we'll have the governor, the commissioner. We'll, we'll have a better lineup. We'll have everybody. We'll have all the makers and shakers and who, whatever they happen to be. We'll have the people on the street. We'll, have, you know, we'll have. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get the boss there. I mean, we're, we're trying we're to talking. get the. Well, we're trying to get the boss there too. You know, if we can, that's a great idea that you gave us. Good. Uh, we're going to go after it. Uh, Good push. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, I mean. It, it is amazing the, yeah. the 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 solidarity of the response that I've gotten from the folks in Jersey for this. Mm-hmm. We really do think that you, Sven, and people out there in, in, in Silicon Valley can come and really deliver value to Jersey. Do my best. And, we, we're, and we're, you know, the red carpet is out here. Okay. And uh, so please come. As we like to say, not for nothing, it's going to be great. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Thank you thanks, to our guys. sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. And more info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 corporation. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, wherever you get your podcasts and you get your smart speaker to play us too. We want to take a moment to thank both Sven and Dick for for being with us today. Great. We really appreciate it. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching and please continue to stay safe. Thank you, Dick and Sven. Thank you. Everyone, great discussion. Thank you. Thanks.